Welcome back to the Bad Bounce Podcast. Last on the leaderboard, first in your hearts. The Lakers are dead. They're done. Liv is potentially dead and done. And we have a lot to talk about. First, here's Harry Styles. Championship. I think we owe them an apology. I think we owe the PGA Championship an apology. We're sorry. You are probably the best field of the year. Yeah. Because the Masters repeat champions get to come. It's the strongest field. Yeah. US Open, there's qualifying. British Open, there's qualifying. This is definitely the strongest field, and the strongest players showed up. I'm just going to go over this really quickly. I'm going to go through the play-by-play of the last hour. The telecast was seven hours long. At four hours and four minutes, Victor on number 12 hits it 10 feet over the pin. Just before that, Brooks hits it 10 feet short. Thought it was going to go in the bunker. Brooks makes that putt, and then he goes to uh, on 12. And the Scotty at that same time makes birdie on 13 to go to five. And so remember, Brooks goes to eight. Scotty's at five. And then that is when Michael Block makes his hole-in-one on number 15. He is 17th at the time. Top 15 gets him into another invite in the PGA Championship the next year. And that's at 412. At 416, Victor hits 7 iron from 162 on the par 5 to 15 feet. Kepka has a wedge from 135, spins it short of the green. Then he hits his putt 12 feet past 423. Hovland makes a 15-footer. And then that's the historic moment where... If Brooks misses that putt, they're tied. Brooks makes an 11-footer downhill, 424, 431. Kepka hits it to the left side of the green on the drivable 14th. If he goes any more left, that's par. Everybody was blowing it right because no one had the nuts to go at that pin with that right to left one, and everybody cuts it. Kepka just rode the wind, drew it, hit it to like 20 feet. Then, uh, then on 449, Hovland hits his drive into the right bunker on 16. Michael Block on on 17 hits a 115-yard wedge for his third shot to six feet. Block makes a six-footer at 450. Victor plugs it at 455. Plugs a nine-iron into the lip. At 458, Michael Block hits a second shot on the par four 18th from 199 into the crowd left. Then at five hours, Michael Block hits a 60-yard wedge to six feet. Kepka hits his wedge to three feet at 502. Michael Block makes his six-footer at 503. Victor taps in for double at 5.06. Was that the best hour of golf we've had since, what, Cam Smith winning the British Open? Was it better than Cam Smith winning the British Open? Hmm. Maybe the best hour of television, golf television at least, since I'd probably say the last PJ Championship? That one was good. It had the look of being better than Cam Smith, but I think Cam Smith was better. Well, was it? Because did, 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 did we have a Michael Block? Well, that's true. No, my the Michael Block story sure. was... Dude, you had a Roy McAvoy in there, you know? <laughs> I do love a good Roy when McAvoy. When was the last time we had a Michael Block-esque story? That is true. Bo Hostler 15 years ago. Yeah, last time golf was... Nowhere close, actually. Last time it, golf was, the, was this exciting was uh, 2019 Masters. 20, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Oh, does yeah. Tiger 2019 qualify? And then before Com- that, it, yeah, was the tour, it was the Tour Championship when he won. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! A massive underdog was Tiger a massive underdog in 2019. Kind Obviously of. not a Michael yeah. Blocks. He was like, 
I mean, not a massive not a, underdog. Not a Michael Block. He was Block. an underdog for sure. Like, did you he think was Tiger was going to win? To win. Yeah. Did you think Tiger was going to win when everybody dumped it in the water on 12? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, 80,000 did. When they all dumped in the water, yeah. By the time they all hit crying. the water. Yeah, as, soon as, as soon as everyone hit in the water, Tony Finau, Brooks, I was like, oh, my Tony God. Tony Finau, it's Brooks, all, Francesco. It's, it's yeah. happening. The Tiger effect. Francesco, yeah, because yeah. Francesco like was, was making it seem like it was going to be out of reach the whole day, and then he hit in the water, and then... That's where he was playing his best, too. Yeah, I think everyone... Oh, yeah. I mean, our own group chat for one hour, an hour and a half, all we did was text in all cap someone's name. Brooks. <laughs> Vic. <Yeah>. Block. <laughs> yeah, Block. It was well, just someone's one, name, all caps. Yeah. That hole-in was crazy because... <laughs> it was. He makes a hole-in-one on 15... Then bogey's, bogey's 16. When he made the hole in one on 15, he was tied for 14. Did you think he was going to finish top 15? I, I was that. hoping for it. I thought he was going to stumble a little bit. I thought he was like, going to yeah. have his adrenaline. Like a double bogey. Be, yeah. yeah. I thought he was going to be way too amped up. I thought he was going to bogey 18 for sure. I thought he was going to make double on 18 it. after the second shot. Yeah, that's true. That, <laughs> that was in the cars. I can't believe he got flop, up and down from there. 10 out of 10. I mean, the stories I've heard about this guy's play, I mean, he's clutch. He is clutch. I mean, there's clutch, then there's this clutch. But he he needed every He's stroke. raw. He yeah. needed the hole-in-one. He needed to get up and down on 17 from 115 yards for par. And up and down from no man's land in the crowd, <laughs> 60 yards, to finish tied 15th. Yeah, it was needed crazy. every stroke, which is insane. I mean, the last time I think there was a story even remotely close to this is probably Jason Gore. In, yeah, in where? what? Yeah, when, in he what? Won, when he was leading... After was three that? rounds at Pinders number two, Michael Campbell ended up winning that year. Oh. I think that was 2005. Wow. So it was Jason Gore. He's sectional qualified for the U.S. Open. Then he had the lead, and he was going up against Retief Goosen, who was the hottest player on the planet at the time. And they both shot, I think Retief Goosen shot 81, and Jason Gore shot 83, just shocking on Retief Goosen's end, not Jason Gore's end. But Jason Gore was like a crowd favorite at that time. You guys don't remember this? No, Josh, not at old. all. You're too old. Yeah. I guess so. You guys don't remember this event? Yeah, that's too old for me. And then after that, that's when Jason Gore ended up winning three times on, at the time, it was called the Nationwide Tour. Got his PGA Tour card. Shot a 59 that year. <laughs> that was like Jason Gore-essence. The Jason Gore renaissance. Renaissance. Damn, you know a lot about Jason Gore. Oh, man. He was a local legend. But, but I mean, I, I love Jason Gore. <laughs> but that's just You guys don't remember that story, me, yeah. huh? I don't, I don't, I don't too remember Too early that. for me, Joshy. Yeah. Man. Tiger, yeah, that's all I, mean, I know. I, I remember just glimpses of Jason Day's good play because I do remember he was local and everyone talked about <laughs> Jason, Jason Gore. Yeah. Jason Gore, Jason not Gore, Jason yeah. Day. I mean, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Classic mix-up. Yeah, classic mix-up. <laughs> so, yeah, We've this was... talking about Jason Day a lot recently. So. We have been. I, I titled this PGA Championship. I had two titles for this. I had the Big Dick Vic versus the Big Dick Brooks. <laughs> or I had it as the, the Double Bunker. The double, double bunker. bunk. The double, double bunk. Was that the story of the tournament? Yes. I mean, if we let's take Michael Block out of it because he didn't win. Right. Did the double bunker win or did Brooks Kepka win? I think Brooks would have won without the double bunk. I do too. But okay, I mean, I Vic was looking good. Corey Connors was in the lead on Saturday when he did the same My, thing yep. on the double bunk. Made double. Yeah. Made, okay. yeah. Same, double bunk. Same exact story. Do you think there's something to that bunker? I mean, it's it got to be on a flat. down slope. I mean, 
It was flat, and that lip was just steep. So I mean, it looked easy enough for. I don't know. Maybe the eight iron. Maybe the I, sand was, was just sitting iron. down a little more, and they just couldn't get the club under it. I, and it's not as if they hit it into the grass lip. They both yeah. didn't even make it to the grass. That's true. It was lodged in the sand. Yeah, I would love to do like a track man thing. Somebody is going to end up doing the video. They're going to go to that hole and figure out what the launch angle was. I, wish- but I think it has something to do with what Jeff described last week. The sand maybe just made the ball launch lower with more spin. Well, remember Justin Thomas gave his wedge to a fan because the bunkers destroyed his wedge. Yes. Because it was wet and it was packed. I yeah. saw that. It was funny. It the guy who made the wedge said that. You know, took him a lot of time to make that wedge. <laughs> Enjoy it, kid. Vokey wedge rep. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, maybe it, it could have to do. Uh, it could have had to do something with how packed that sand is. It was wet. Irrelevant. Yeah, it makes the ball launch lower, spin more. But still, I just have a hard time believing they could have get nine or nine iron. Yeah, over right. I don't know what club they hit. Is it a mental? Both, sure. both hit nine iron. Both of them. Both hit nine iron. I mean, yeah, I would have thought nine iron get over. Is that it for a sure. mental fuck up? I think the up? club just had to bounce into the ball. They just hit it wrong. They just they mishit it, I think. It, and the yeah. thing is, both of them looked up for the ball. Yeah, they both thought they got it over They it. both were looking at it for the ball in the air. Well, yeah, I, I do that They thought they hit I good hit the shots. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think that's just how like you react to a shot. I don't think that necessarily they thought it was over. But they were shocked that it was in the lip. I agree with Kyle. Well, do you think so? They looked like it. But yeah. Vic definitely did. Did he? He was like... I feel like Vic looked disappointed. Well, he obviously, yeah. yeah, I mean, once he saw it in the, in the lip, I... Definitely. But. What do you think goes through Brooks' mind when that when that happens? Freedom. <laughs> you think there's a little bit of like he's okay. he's yeah. he's know? pretty locked yeah. in. So I mean, yeah. I could see him I not really think that, thinking anything of it, right? Because then he hits that iron shot to three feet. Good, oh yeah, that was a good shot. Yeah, that was a great exactly. Shot. I mean, yeah, yeah. He was definitely a little more free on that. You know, shot. the worse your opponent plays, the better you play. Sort of thing. <laughs> You need a lot of luck to win this stuff, but he drew a great lie out of that out of that rough. Yeah, and he true. hammered it over the bunker. That's it. Yeah, I will go, always did. go back to this. Yeah, if you hit it far. You have the option to carry bunkers that other people don't, and if you yeah. can't carry the bunker, you can play short of it with a different club. So it's not like Victor hits it short. No, I think he did fan that one. Oh yeah, but he so did Brooks. He but that one. Corey Connors hits it far. Corey Does Connors he? didn't even sniff it. Honestly, Scotty should have won. Scotty should have like won every tournament, but <laughs> Scotty almost went back to back Eagles yeah. in the final round. Yeah, He's I mean, hitting he hit it so good. Yeah, he hit it so good, and he missed a four footer on the second hole, I believe. Oh no, the first hole, then missed an easy birdie putt on the second hole. Yeah, he so missed a couple. He also he reached world number one. He also reached world number one again, finishing nice. second, and yeah. he's deservedly so. He's deservedly the yeah. best mm-hmm. player in the world right now. So undoubtedly. Or does Brooks have the crown? For number one? For the best like, player in the world. I think Scotty, yeah. I mean, I, if Brooks was on the PJ Tour, it probably would be Brooks. He only shows up in the majors. Which is sick. Yeah. Crazy stat. He's won 3% of the tournaments that he's shown up. He's won 14% <laughs> of his majors. But what's sick is Scotty is showing up in the majors too. Everything. Yeah. He's not winning right now, yeah. but yeah. he's in the final pairing. Second to final pairing. Every major on Sunday. Yeah. Scotty's like Jack right now. His game is good. Yeah, for 18 wins, 19 seconds. Yeah, he just gets so many seconds. Kind of swings like Jack too. Wow. Kinda, yeah. 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 Kind of right. Yeah. Did we just? Did we just have an epiphany? Are <laughs> 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 you high right now? No, I'm three margaritas. Oh, in. so you're just a little hammered. Yeah. 
What are you a scale one to ten? Um, probably like a seven. Okay. Yeah. So you're healthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, I'm you're feeling it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Three more margaritas definitely would be a 10, so I'd, <laughs> I'd say, yeah. Three gets seven. you to seven, but yeah, six three, gets yeah, you to I'm ten. Just the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always right, hard maybe, to climb maybe the I'm extra. Eight after that, you know. Yeah, no, it is. It's hard to take. When you have a seventy percent in no, the class, it's hard to get to it. I stand by that. Yeah. The last three hit a little, hit a little later. You know, each string is just one level. Eight, nine, ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, next question I have is the live thing. The live thing. The live thing. Uh, the live. I'm so excited. A live player one. I mean, I think are you? Yeah, but are we? Kyle and I both are as express I w- throughout the year. I was I was waiting for a live player to win too, and then after he won, the live cloud that was really heavy at Augusta was gone. Was non-existent. Was I lifting. agree. It's it's it's. I don't very think weird. anyone looked at Brooks and thought live. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Actually. Then, then like Bryson was there. I don't think we thought live. I don't think Patrick Reed coming up the last round. I don't think we thought live. It was just golf. It was just golf. And I think yeah. the players are tired of it. I think people are tired of it. I think it's this should have been a massive win for Liv. Right. Kyle, is this a massive win for Liv? Of course. You know their first tournament was June two thousand twenty two. It hasn't been a wow. year. A guy has won a major. I mean, how is this not a victory? See, I feel like it's a loss in the sense that the Lakers did everything they could to throw at Denver and they still lost. But it would be as if the Lakers won. I don't think so. I think they did everything that they could. Because now so. we have, okay, Brooks, obviously a contender. We have Bryson showing up. What happens if a different live guy wins? Yeah. I just, I so don't the, know. So the question is, if do people, do players see that and go, you know what? I should go to live. No. I don't know how you don't look at it and think, okay, Brooks is playing 12 events, he's making more money, and he can still play and win majors. Where is the downside? Well, I mean, that that's a good point. But I'm, I'm, if you look at, like, the good players are contending from live on the, on the majors. Like, it's no surprise. So I think that's why there's no, like... Like, if it was Harold Varner, like, contending, then they'd be like, okay, well, maybe Liv's got something. But, like, it's no surprise that Cam Smith... Brooks, I guess Patrick Reed. I mean, Phil was a surprise, but but those guys are good. Like right. it, it does like, nothing to do with live tournaments. I beg to differ because everyone in the beginning of the season, besides Cam Smith, was written off as washed up and taking the money because they weren't confident in their game. Well, they and they now only, it's easy to call them. Yeah, they're going to contend. They're the best players in the world. Like I think it's a little, but the ridiculous. Compar- the comparable names to let's say a Brooks, a Phil. A Cam Smith would be John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, et cetera, et cetera. Are any of those guys, do they have any incentive to go? No, I don't think so. And if no. then you're getting more Danny Lees, you're getting more, what's who's comparable to Danny Lee? Dean Burmester. Dean Burmester. <laughs> and you're getting these guys, and they're not going to compete at these majors, and they're not going to get in anymore. And so the players who they would need in order to really make a full swing uh, – and really compete at these majors, they have a live deal already inside the PGA. Basically. Right. Yeah. 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 But it's because of live they have that. Sure. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And so we want to do this where we're going to put the nail in the coffin on this live versus PGA conversation because everyone's tired of it. We never officially put our foot down on where our stances are. We all somewhat differ. I don't think any of us are like 
extremely anti PGA. I don't think any of us are extremely anti live. Um, uh, and so we just want to have this conversation and probably never talk about it ever again and just kind of have it the last conversation ever. Yeah, I think, PGA. I think golf just won this week. I mean, no one, it wasn't really even when Brooks won, it wasn't like, oh, now Liv is better. Or, you know, Liv has a candle to PGA because they have the current major winner. It was just like everyone was happy that golf was competitive. And right. I think that's all that matters at the end of the day. For sure. Yeah. Uh, for us. Um, but yeah, as, as, as for the, for the Live Tour as an entity, the fact that it didn't make a big enough splash to where people are like, or I just don't see a lot of players wanting to shift to the live tour or world in which the live tours now like made a dent in the PGA. In fact, I still think the PGA won because of Michael Block. Yeah. The PGA of America won. PGA of America, yeah. Definitely. So I'd, I'd like stuff. to see how many uh, applicants they got for... <laughs> For the PGA of America, yeah, after, yeah for sure. That's so true. Yesterday. I thought about it. I'm like, I should get my class. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Uh, every every, every uh, guy that works in a pro shop that can break par is signing up today. For sure. <laughs> yeah, golf one. I mean, yeah, because a block too. That so was, that was a great story. We'll we'll go this way. So then we'll we'll start with Austin. I didn't prep you guys for this, so good luck. You guys get yeah. a minute or two I have about no idea what this is. Are you pro live? Are you pro PGA? Or or however you want to phrase it Austin you get your one to two minutes on live versus PGA uh, professional golf as a whole I think is winning because of the creation of live the the players at the top are getting paid more which is what happens in every sport and they're getting more guaranteed money uh, based off the elevated events on the PGA tour and just live standard weekend and week out events um I don't see anyone who's really losing other than the fact that the best players aren't playing against each other every week. I think as a fan, uh, you know, people can miss that. And especially having weeks like we had this week for the PGA, how we had a lot guys from live guys from the PGA tour all competing for a major championship. And I think that's what, that's what I, I think the fans want. That's what I want. Definitely as a viewer, I want the best players competing for majors, you know, when majors come around, the fans maybe lose out on the week in, week out, really good battles for tournaments. But I think it, the players, um, on behalf of the players, I think they really only care about the majors, as all the greats have always said. Um, so as long as the majors aren't really affected, I think everyone from both ends, the players, the fans, are all happy. Nico? So live and PGA Tour, I mean, I... I definitely side more for the PGA Tour. I'm I'm pro good golf, so I I do want to see all these guys on live like play against the PGA Tour players like in the majors, obviously. And it's been great seeing that. Um, I just can't get around the live like how they run their tournaments. I mean, 54 holes, shotgun. It's just I, I it just that just doesn't seem like like championship golf to me. Kind of like the majors. And I mean, granted, they only do that for twelve events or whatever they do, but but I just I I, I just can't get on it. I mean, I, I I think it was good for the game of golf. I think they can, if they change things, if they change the way they run their tournaments, they can kind of compete against the PGA Tour, I guess. Even though I don't really want to see them like compete against them, I think it'd be cool to kind of see them work with each other somehow. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really know how they could do that 
at this point because BJ Tours can just like say no, basically. And it's pretty political at this point. It's pretty political. It's it does seem less political now, which I am happy for. <laughs> it's more about the golf. So, I mean, I side more for the PJ Tour. I I I would like to watch all these players play week in week out, just like these majors, because they've been great majors. Like, I want to see these guys play against each other. So if they can figure that out and change a little bit of the live, like how they run it, I don't like the team events. So, I mean, I, I that's where I side more for the PJ Tour too. So I I, I would. I just can't. I can't get around to live. Why couldn't they just go to 72 holes? What's stopping them? I have no idea, honestly. Why couldn't they do just 72 holes, have a cut, guaranteed pay still, or like minimum, still guaranteed pay, still cover their caddy fees. Yeah. So drop in the in the bucket compared to like, you know, have been spending so far. Have a Q school like. What's stopping them? I think yeah. they would be much more respected if they did, to be honest. And, For sure. And they can get world ranking points. Yeah, I think that's where, like, the PGA Tour is like, why why, why do we have to compete against these guys? They're not even playing, like, a full tournament. In, in their mind, I mean, it's still good golf, but that's where they, the PGA Tour is. It differs. It, 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 it gives a little bit more, I guess, tournament feel, yeah. tournament golf feel, at least, that we know. And they're not even, I feel like, trying. I mean, yeah, the players are lobbying for getting world ranking points, but from a tour standpoint, like, they need to be actively doing the appropriate things they need to do to get to make their tournaments uh, within the, you know, world golf ranking guidelines. Sure. Kyle? What happens if they fix it, though, and they get 72 holes in world ranking points? I, I think a ton of people go. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah. I, think I think a ton, a ton of, people of people go. Yeah. Because if they get if they miss the cut, they're guaranteed pay. Yeah, so you know when Elon was dropping the Cybertruck, said the glass was bulletproof, <laughs> took a rock, threw it into the truck at the window, and the window broke. Sales went up drastically for that Cybertruck afterwards because they knew he was going to fix it. But the video went viral of him throwing it through. So sometimes I think it's okay to fail and fix it. And you'll be better later. And they're, they're not even a year in. This is my stance as well. But the disruption that they created for the game only benefited the players and not the fans. And they're going to have to change that. Mm. But I love what it did for the players. And not one PGA Tour player will say, I don't like it. Maybe the bottom of the barrel. But the top guys, they're not complaining like they were before. Were they complaining before? Yeah, they didn't like that. Guys were leaving and taking all of this money. No, They're no, no, leaving no. behind I, their tradition. No, no I and mean now, before the live tour. Yeah. Were they complaining about $1.8 million player checks? Phil, Phil tried to have eight elevated events with a billion dollars going towards those eight elevated events and was denied. Now they got right. 12. Yeah. But not, so, not a billion dollars. It's got to be something like that. I'll look it up. But I'll get back to you. That's, that's one guy. I think the the whole tour was like pretty happy with making two million dollars. Yes, there was way more in the bank. It's like if there's an employee who's like, I know how much Amazon's worth. I'm getting paid seven hundred thousand to work forty hours. I'm still really happy. Like I think it was one of those situations. Here's my thing: is I'll give mine real quick. If this were a different league, and we have the three v three league where a lot of ex NBA players play, if 
the three v three league got real serious with Saudi, with the Saudi government, and the Saudi government was like, you know what? Let's pay one hundred twenty million dollars a year to get Kevin Durant from the Phoenix Suns onto a three v three team, and Ice Cube will be his head coach. I would be livid. I would be like, why do I care if Kevin Durant makes an extra $60 million a year? What does that do for me? All I know is I can't watch Kevin Durant play basketball against Jokic. I can't watch Kevin Durant play basketball against LeBron James. And now you're going to take Jamal Murray and you're going to take, you know, Kyrie Irving because he's probably going to go if this, if this exists. And then in football, it's like, let's take Josh Allen away. I'd be pissed. But I, I'll tell you who will come to the defense of the 3-3 league. Ex-NBA players. I bet you Richard Jefferson comes to I bet you Kendrick Perkins comes to the defense of the 3v3 league because they played basketball. They wish they made more money and they would totally defend the 3v3 league because they were in the game before professionally. We as players who understand how financially difficult it is, I think we, we can't see clearly. I think we see it as if what would we do if it was in our shoes? I don't think we see it as an entire entirety of the fandom in which we're like, what does... Dustin making 125 over four years do for me. And so that's where, that's just where I come from. The whole Saudi government thing doesn't bother me. There's dirty money everywhere. I just don't like the thought of my top athletes being taken away from other top athletes. I also think for what the betterment of the game, I think they were close and I think they fell short. I think they paid the top guys, but they failed to pay the rest of the guys. And I always use the example of even a single A baseball team has Greyhound painted in their team's name with peanut butter jelly sandwiches before the games. Like they give them something and a minimum contract, which is still going up. Jeff King, we just had on, he Monday qualified for the tour event, but because he wasn't a PJ tour member, didn't get the $5,000 for missing a cut that's guaranteed because he's not a PJ to remember. Everything's coming out of pocket. If there's no courtesy car, everything's coming out of pocket. Corn Ferry, there is no courtesy car for the Corn Ferry Tour. Everything's coming out of pocket. And maybe to a certain extent, there's nothing you could do about it, but if they're at least on the Corn Ferry Tour, give them a minimum contract. Give them some money, cover their expenses, something. But instead, all that money that would have very would have been covered from the elevated event money to cover all these other players and their expenses, I'm sure. Instead, they tacked on an extra million for Scotty Scheffler. And if they did that to provide, you know, coverage for the bottom guys, which top guy, what is Rory McIlroy complaining about that? Not if he all. does, it looks terrible. So he's not, even if he may do it in private, he's not doing it in public. Right. And so, um, I think they're close. There's, they discovered the dirtiness of the PJ tour, which I am grateful for. I'm glad for it. just was allocated in a way that, I wish it wasn't allocated towards, which how is the live supposed to know any better? That's how they get guys. It's like, Hey, we'll give you a lot of money and we're going to guarantee pay. Right. But if they, from the very beginning had full fields and said, even if you miss the cut, you'll get this much minimum. I think a ton of people go. I just don't think that would have caused enough disruption for people to watch it in the first place. They said, we're going to make the same tour, but just guarantee pay. Yeah. 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 Why would you watch it? I agree. It's all agree. the yeah. craziness that made you want to see it in the beginning. Yeah. That is now true. ratings are dropping because it's not working. They need to change it. Yeah. So what should they do? We'll go round table again. <laughs> okay. Should I go first? Yes. Okay. What should they do? I think they should dip. Take the L. 
say we did we didn't do it right. We will fully compensate all the contracts that we said we would comp- we would compensate, and then dip, and come back in ten years and do it again. I agree with that statement, but then if you're going to pay the guys, why not make them work anyways, and keep it going? So, I think they're only a year in, and they need to keep going, make the changes that we've been talking about, 70, 72 holes with a cut, world ranking points, and then they can enter the discussion. I really don't want to see two tours. I want to see one. Yeah. Golf needs to be a more global game, accessible, and players need to be taken care of. Yeah, I think I think where Kyle is coming from is like, you don't necessarily love the live golf. No, I'm not a die-hard live tour fan. There are people who are like, it's just better, and they're going to take over, and like that's no. ridiculous. I would still rather watch the Arnold Palmer Invitational over the Tulsa event. Yes. No matter <laughs> yeah. who's in a playoff in the live tour, I'd rather watch Kurt Kitayama win the Arnold Palmer because that's what I grew up watching. I grew up watching Tiger fist pumping on 18 on that golf course. So, yes, there's history and tradition, but I want to yeah. see everyone play because I don't think Kurt Kitayama would have won had Cam Smith, DJ Brooks. I'm even going to throw Bubba in there as you guys all hate him. <laughs> We're in the field. I don't hate him. He just yeah, sucks. I don't him. Yeah, I don't hate He's him. He's just not He's good just anymore. Also, how about Kurt? <laughs> yeah, now you get to watch Kurt Kitayama mark a one-incher. Oh, yeah, on 18. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scotty did the same. I would have like, done the same. You got to do, do that. You got to wait for your moment. Yeah, dog. you got to get that full <laughs> moment. I would mark it. It would your fall in the cup. Your first time, you don't know when it's coming again. Tiger, you can kick it so in. so much. Like. When I mark the ball, it would fall in the cup. And I'd be like, what's the ruling on <laughs> we this? We talked about that. <laughs> so what's the solution? Joint tour. Okay. World golf tour. And the then you get to pick what you plan? No, they join together and all the players play in a massive schedule around the world. Oh, I would like that. Which too. is what like Greg that. wanted. Which That'd is what cool. Greg wanted a long time ago. Like, like and that's th- what he's trying to achieve. But when did, when did Greg get so divisive? <laughs> After he got chipped in on so many times to lose majors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I I wouldn't recover from that either. Yeah, that's all right, Neeks? He's bitter. I mean, I agree with that. I, that that sounds like a great, a good solution. I mean, definitely got to change 54-hole and the shotgun. The shotgun, I just can't get on I'm, I'm with the shotgun. I can't get that. I can't get on that. I don't mind the shotgun. Let's do a shotgun, shotgun and have 300-player fields. One in the morning, one terrible. in the afternoon. That sounds terrible. Best golfer wins. That sounds so terrible. So the reason why I like the shotgun is, uh, it, like, every basketball game is three hours. Two and a half hours. And it's done. That's just not golf, though. Yes, it is. You hit a golf ball in the hole. <laughs> But you don't shoot it. I think, the, I think the shotgun is the is the least of their problems, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I can't. But get on I see that. what you mean. You don't like yeah, the you don't yeah. like the style of golf. I get that. Yeah. I just think if they do that twelve times a year with teams, I don't mind that. I actually think that's kind of fun, dude. You don't want to see like Rory, Scotty, Rom on teams with people. That's what I, I would. If it was a full sweet. field, that I would, would be kind so of be down. much fun. That would be fun. See. So but that's where I the, lose lose the that. The team thing is actually not a match. It's like everyone just plays solo and you just add it up. It's like that's even golf. worse. It's just me. like college. Yeah. You didn't like yeah, the yeah. team aspect in college. Why did you play on the team? That's college. That's different. See, I I'm for me. It's just I don't another, like comparing them. I guess I, for me, it's just another like layer. It's just like if you don't like the teams, you still have the solo leaderboard. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I mean, again, that's true. in my mind, it's the least of their problems. Right. Yeah. All right, Austin. What would you do? Uh, to Kyle's point about the World Golf League, I'm totally with that. Uh, I would like to include the DP World Tour and PGA Tour. 
combine them and the lift tour. I think that would be Asia. Asia. That would be cool. Just get all the best tours, the top players from every tour and have everyone battling them out at like, you know, multiple venues across the world. Uh, But to your question, Josh, about, you know, what do they need to change? I mean, the PGA Tour would have a real problem if they had world ranking points. I mean, if a real problem. On for a while there, especially leading up into the Genesis Invitational, they were saying, we need to figure out a way to merge, and we need to get Greg out of there, and then we can merge. That was <laughs> the narrative that the PGA Tour, I mean, I think it's, I think everyone knows that Rory and Tiger were spokespersons for, spokespeople yeah. for the PGA Tour. That was the narrative they were pushing. And then all of a sudden, one week, they backed off of it because Liv was struggling tanking in, in a way yeah. and so if they did that they would really you know force the hand of the pga tour and i think the pga tour would have to merge and then we'll get a tour now i'm gonna push back on the whole asian tour <laughs> dp world tour <laughs> pga tour and live tour that's like saying like let's make a basketball league with the shanghai sharks no, no, no. It's, gonna go it is not the same. Yeah, that's different. That's like saying... How do you make fields big like, enough for all of them? No, well, that's the point. The top guys. Top, I didn't say yeah. player it's like 150 on the Asian tour. like an elevated event with all those tours. That's I said, like, sick. yeah, give me it's like top... the PGA. It should just be top 25 on the money list. We'd never battle know. it out. That's we'd the WGCs, basically. Yeah, from... Yeah, off, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, with that. I like that. Okay, that makes a little more sense. And you could do it. That's like an elevated event. Yeah, and that's the elevated events. And, like, there's a... I like that. Either like the USGA and RNA get together and they're the sanctioners of the event and they have their world golf tour. And then the DP world tour can do one event and they can yeah. host an event and they could like Perfect. make it the field that they want and make it the conditions they want. And Perfect. the RNA can do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's over there, you know, yeah, the RNA controls them. When exactly. It's over here, the yeah. USGA controls it. Yeah. That would be banging. That's That'd never going like to happen, solution, but yeah. it's going to be banging. That'd be fun. Suggestion. But yeah. I do kind of see if, yeah, I mean, I can see the live tour and the PGA tour coming together. And then I, I think everyone would get what they want in the end. They would have to, if the live tour would just freaking get some world ranking points. Yeah. <laughs> and they lobbied for it. But yeah, like I said earlier, Instead I, of lobbying I, don't for they, it. I don't think they did enough. They didn't change their rules to their events. They didn't do what the world ranking points wanted them to do. Yeah. To, they were, to get, they just kept harping on because everything is narrative creation, right? Yeah, they were just harping on they had good players. We're all guppies who look on Twitter and go, that's a good point. I'm going to run with that. When they kept pushing the world ranking points don't make sense when we have this number of top players. It's very simple. You have to follow the rules of the world ranking points. You can't go to a class and be like, look, I got 100% on a quiz, 100% on a homework assignment, and 100% on one test, and I missed the rest of the class. But look how good I am at this stuff. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> that's just not how it works. Although when I was in school, I thought yeah. that's how it should work. I, I that's you're the live guy. All right, but any, no, that's, that's a great. That's a great point. Yeah. Exactly. They just need to change. They just need to do what they need to do to get what they want. It's basically. not hard. Yeah, it's not that they. It's not hard. It's not that they can't do what's needed to be done. Just drop a couple extra bucks and then cover some people, and a lot of all people sides go. are just way too stubborn. In that's, the sense, that's, yeah. yeah, for sure. And this Everyone is golf. Has too much power. We're not changing shit. We just started allowing women on golf courses <laughs> in the last 10 I'm years. I'm a rangefinder at the PJ Championship. Ooh, pro rangefinder? Yeah. yeah. Isn't I'm that pro. crazy? You're a pro? I'm pro. Why? You think it's going to speed up play? I, it, I mean, it looked like it did. 
I don't know. But yeah, I think it did. All right. I am pro, yeah. Pace of play was kind of fast. I thought it was. It, for the final like, group, for the final round, pace of play was fast. Well, Victor and Brooks just play fast. But then True. that doesn't mean the people in front of them are. But Canley was like, it, yeah, on the golf course. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was out there. <laughs> Canley uh, was out there somewhere, so it couldn't have been that the fast. The group in front, they're waiting on him. They're like talking quite a bit. Yeah. Brooks he, must just be dumbass fast. He's dumbass fast for sure. Did you see him when Victor when, too. when Victor yeah, hit fast. in that bunker lip? Like right after Victor hit and took forever yeah, to they drop. They barely got the camera on him. <laughs> Brooks just hit right away. You know what's the craziest thing I've ever seen is, I mean, this might be the craziest thing I've ever seen, but when Jordan Spieth and DJ went into, when they went into a playoff at the uh, PGA Tour playoffs, I can't remember which event. I, mean, I know you're talking about it, yeah. And Jordan had to go to the right and DJ took it right <laughs> over the water. Do you remember that? Yep. Oh, yeah, the Barclays or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was one yeah. of those. And they're so far apart. And so Jordan hits a shot from like 170 to that elevated green. They caught DJ like mid backswing because he played so fast. <laughs> and he hit it to like a foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. That's in right. a playoff. Yeah, DJ's <laughs> fast too. In a playoff during the FedEx clip. Pl- I love playoffs. that. I love that's that crazy. That fast. That's crazy. That was an elevated yeah. event back then. Basically. Back then, that was the, I mean, they still have the playoffs. It, yeah. They still have the playoffs. All right, let's let me ask you this. I mean, I've asked this numerous times. At this, at the way it is right now, does live last? Start with uh, start with you, Kyle. The way it is now, no, does not last. Yeah, yeah, no. There's no way. Who's gonna go? Why they would to, anyone go? They have no to change something. Go. Yeah, they have to change something. Now, what if they offer Michael Block a contract? He won't do it. He won't take it. No. Actually, I, let's play this game. Let's say Michael Block goes, gets a boatload of money, and then what? It doesn't mean a thing. It's just a slap in the face. That's all. Because he's yeah. he's gonna shoot seventy fours. Yeah, exactly. that's true. Yeah, it's just like having it's another. Not gonna be anything. Yeah. yeah. All right. That was good. Yeah, that was good. All right. Let's take a break. All right. We're back. Let's make our bets for the Charles Schwab Challenge at Historic Colonial Country Club. Did you know? Fun fact. Really random. The only defending champion ever is Ben Hogan. Really? So is that just a kiss of death for Sam Burns? Because I was really looking forward to picking him. And once I saw that, I was like. Damn. I was going to pick him top five this week. I mean, Sam Burns does go back to back, though. He's kind of got a trend like that. Like, are we that superstitious? Or are we just a little stitious? Just a little stitious. (laughs) It would make for a great story at the end of the week. I knew you were going to say that. And I was going to say it, too. So This is a problem doing business with your friends. (laughs) Steal your jokes. Do we have any volunteers to who's to who's gonna go first? I'll go first. All right. What are you doing? You're you're free, free bet, bet or free, free bet. bet. All right. And Alex Thorin is playing this week, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, as always, you know what I'm gonna say? We're going back to the watering hole. Matt Wallace plus one oh eight over Alex Thorin for a tournament matchup this week. Lock it in, folks. So your obsession with how Badly, Alex Norton has been playing. Had me looking. He's top sixty in the world still. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm happy he is. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt Wallace won this year, and he's got. That is that's crazy. crazy. He's got juice. Um, Kyle. All right, free bet of the week. I'm going Victor Hovland minus one twenty five, top twenty. Lock it wow. in. Wow. Yeah. Off that's, a off a long week. I think that's free. Though. I agree. I think it's free. You know my classic line, he just has to finish the four rounds. <laughs> that he does. 
I, I don't really understand this, but I'm not going to ask any questions. But Kurt Kitayama, as much as I hate watching him play golf, what is plus 130 finished top 30. That will be my free bet of the week. That's pretty he just bad. finished top five at the PJ Championship, he did, yeah. and he won at one of the hardest courses out there. He drives it straight and yeah, pretty long. And far. And yeah. which I just, I can't understand for the life of me. If he plays all four days. If he plays all four With his swing, there's a chance he doesn't finish all four days. As <laughs> if he gets injured just somewhere. <laughs> Neck, wrist. Back. Turf toe. Turf toe. <laughs> All right, that, but that is what I'm, I'm thinking, top 30 plus 130. And I will not watch him do it because I can't watch him play golf, but I will take it and make money on it. What's your bad bet of the week? Austin? Uh, bad bet of the week, Sam Burns, top five plus 500. Uh, he just hits down a lot, so I like him at this golf course. I like him in Texas, flying the ball down more. Uh, even though He plays great there. Even though there hasn't been a back-to-back winner since Ben Hogan, he doesn't have to win; just has to finish top five. So I like that. Plus five fifty is a healthy, healthy paycheck. All right, my bad bet of the week: Steven Yeager, <laughs> plus five fifty, top ten. There we go. Steven Yeager, friend of the program, yes. doesn't know it, but he's yeah. a friend of the friend program. Of the Yeager program. master. He is Yeager an honorary bad bounce boy, great. Steven Yeager. He's been playing well. Yep. I like that bet. We wish you good bounces, my friend. <laughs> I am going to take Sung JM top five plus 400. Sung JM. Sung JM. Come from coming almost dead last. Now, don't change it PG up like Nico with TV. Say it the way you said it. Sung JM. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you say it. Though. I love Sung JM. I love it, yeah. That's <laughs> pretty, it gives yeah. it that extra, you know, the essence. That, oh, that yeah. Sung 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 JM. 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 <laughs> well, the people at home were thinking this is racist. I'm Asian, and so uh, this is not racist. <laughs> yeah, Josh says it <laughs> properly. I say it properly. We're copying much. <laughs> yeah, we just, we need to say it I was same. just respecting the pronunciation. Yeah. We're the ones that need to assimilate. But how come you only say the beginning of the name like that? Isn't the rest, you know? It, it's actually because I was out of breath because I was actually, had, <laughs> I had someone else on the tip of my tongue. But the reason why I'm, I'm going to take Sun JM <laughs> is... Golf course is a lot of par fours under 450 yards. And mm. I think that is where Sung JM could Smart. really excel. Smart. So, good to take Sung JM. Sung JM. <laughs> All right, we're back with the leaderboard. This is our version of the draft. And this week, we have Austin Amaya picking. So, Austin, what is the category? The category this week is the best drivers of all time. Not as in best NASCAR drivers, not the best who hits the driver the best, literally the actual club. This is a golf podcast. Yes, the actual club. Austin, as the one who picks it, you go first. TaylorMade R1 Tour Issue Head. (laughs) This is like Charles Barkley picking Allen Iverson. For the, it's for the best basketball player of all time. You had that driver head and hit the shit out of it. I so just loved that <laughs> you driver. You did hit that so driver much. well. It's be an issue. But like, I think you're pers- going to definitely... Personally, that was, that was just my favorite. I, I, mean, think they, I think you'll be in the minority on that one. That driver, I just felt like I can hit a nice draw with it every time. I mean... I, yeah, I, no, I, I also love that driver. I will say I watched Austin hit that driver in his prime, and it went 350 yards and hit every fairway. I mean, yeah, I just felt... Long and accurate with that thing. Haven't haven't had a driver I felt like that since. That's a great driver. Is it my pick? Your pick. Go ahead. 
I'm gonna go with it. Would would it not be allowed to just say the title is 905 Family? That's fair. that's allowed. Yeah, we'll allow that's that. allowed. Yeah, the T S and R were all phenomenal, depending on what kind of golfer you were. I have two sitting in my garage right now, and it kind of came with the Graffoli blue shaft. Ooh, that was yes. clean. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. All right, my pick number one, Nike VR Limited. Number one? Number one. What? I knew I was what gonna get a lot of Is that the shadow? black with the green? Black one came with the blue Project X shaft in it. The red. It had the little red <laughs> stripe on the bottom. Hmm. Interesting. I think it was good one driver. of Nike's, you know. That was, it was a good shape. That was shape. I mean, that was a weird shape. It was really long. No. I don't it was think I remember tiny, this one. It was a tiny driver. Pair it was shapes. very round, but I felt it was long toe to heel. Heel to toe? Yeah, heel to toe. I felt yeah. like it was a little I just long. felt like I could shape that thing any way it I wanted. It felt great and was forged. Sounded <laughs> nice, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go get one now. God. I feel like it was short. Well, like compared to everything. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, think I it had nowadays. Yeah. All right. Here you go. So my number one pick for greatest drivers of all time. I don't know if it's because I'm playing it now, but I really do love the TSR Catalyst. It is because you're playing it, it now. It, it is it because is, you're playing it now. No, it's my favorite <laughs> of the ones I've played ever, though. I have a hot take, and you guys know my hot take. I think it, I do. I, th- I think it's shaped funny. I think it's shaped okay, perfectly. Now, the Titleist drivers now are beautiful, Josh. I've they, never, no. I've never heard someone talk more shit on a driver than I have Josh about the TSR. Yeah, but I, he's a TSR guy. Think, or just the TSR series in general. So I'm a big Not, club. I love them. I'm a big club junkie, but at the same time, I know they don't make a difference. I and I just don't like the shape of the TSR. The toe and the heel look very rounded to me. It is rounded. It looks like I'm hitting like if you remember, if you guys remember the putter ball. It just looks like I'm hitting a big doorknob at the end of a stick. I just kind of like that. It's supposed think, to help. It's supposed to be you hit off the toe, it starts further right, comes back. Heel starts further left, it comes back. I, t- I typically the always, always like your opinion, Josh. Yeah, that's my TSR take. <laughs> they feel the best out of any driver they do feel I've ever way. hit besides the one I'm going to say number two on my list. Yeah. Well, Nico, it's your pick again. Snake draft. Number two of my favorite drivers of all time. Or best drivers of all time. Why do you describe the category fully every single time? Because I need to remember what I'm what I'm doing. Every time he's like number two in the greatest burgers <laughs> of all time. Because I'm trying to remember what I'm doing and picking a good driver. And I'm gonna go with. Are you gonna go with the TSI three? Because you I had was, that one before. I was gonna go 2017 M1. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah, that's a good. The pick. green M1 2017. The green M1. Like the green M. There's the M1, M1 that came out in 2016. M1 that came out in 2017. Yes. Where oh, they try to improve the sound on it. Thank you. And the green M. And all That's the true players stuck with the first we'll one. State. Yeah. All the true players stuck with. Justin Rose went back to the first M2. I loved that one. Typical Nico not liking the club that all the tour players yeah. like. I was going to go back to. I was going to yeah. say the 2016 M2 is phenomenal. but Too big. It's the same size as the M1. Yeah, 2016 just, was the, great. The head, the, the shape was just different. Too big. 2016 was so hot. Probably still is like the, one of the hottest heads. Oh, yeah. Justin Rose goes right back to it. I, I, I do like that driver, though. Kyle? All right. My number two pick, the TaylorMade SLDR driver. That was the, the worst driver ever. The specifically, worst. <laughs> specifically, the Japanese model. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, the, the black guy you had that. Yes. I, that was my second pick. That I, face was blacked out, 
and the Japanese model was softer than the American model. And I believe, whether I'm wrong or right, that the, the head was smaller. It was. It was 430. Yeah, it was. It was 430. And had it not have cracked, I would probably never got rid of it. it that thing was so deep. It sounded really good. Yeah. It did and sound It good. changed the game. It was the low spinning driver of the time where everyone lofted up. Now, before that, we were all using eight and a half degrees. Yeah. And then when we all went to our fittings, they were like fitting us to 12s and 10 That's and a half. Right. And it's crazy. The slider sucked. was nuts, yeah. It was a little too much. It was a little too low spin, so you couldn't yeah, really I keep it on the planet. I couldn't hit that thing. Yeah, oh, you you had, I hit that thing good. Send it into the sky yeah, I hit that thing good. You did hit that thing pretty good. I hit that good. My hooks, mine was hot melted, too. My hooks were like at the premium when I hit that driver because it wouldn't spin, so then it would just hook, but... It changed the game. It, it literally set the benchmark for a lot of drivers. You just had to be zeroed out. So that's that why driver. I picked. That's why that was going to be my second pick, even though I couldn't hit it. I, I do think that was one of the best, most Even though drivers. you couldn't hit it. Yep. All right. My pick for the second greatest driver of all time. I'm going to take the Callaway FT Tour. But before Ooh. that one, I'm going to take the Callaway FT9 Tour issue. Yes. Which became the FT Tour, but it was like the better version of the FT Tour. Great Is that pick. the one that was composite? Yes. Yeah. Great pick. Yeah, but Damn. really, really good. The it's, sound of that was yeah. So good. Because the sound like, yeah. was silk. Because from FT three, FT five, FT nine, they all sounded like torn. And then when they went to FT two, it became that muted sound, and that was kind of the start. Because I was only fifteen when that driver came out. That was the start of me only liking drivers that sounded dead. Awesome. Yeah, great pick. Um, my next pick. It's gonna have to be the TaylorMade Super Quad two eighty two head. Tour issue as well. It's great. It was like 425 cc. I just, lo- I mean, same thing with that driver. I love the feel. <laughs> I love the sound. It was, uh, it was muted. Didn't, didn't have hot melt, but was still muted. And uh, that's my second pick. You got your last pick now. Last pick. I'm gonna go something more current. Anything triple diamond from Callaway, I love. Those drivers are great. I mean, any song, triple trade. diamond. Yeah. I, that my last driver that I just had was triple diamond, and I mean, the only thing I don't have it anymore is because a friend of mine cracked it, not not myself. Um, and yeah, I just love the shape and sound of of all those. They really stepped it up. I mean, with those. they those drivers are top of the line. I mean, I I don't see myself wanting to use anything else nowadays, right now, to be honest. I am. This is my last pick, so I'm just gonna tell you guys what I'm in. I'm in. I'm in between. I'm in between the launcher comp and you guys aren't going to like this one. The Ping G400. Love both those picks. Yeah, yeah those those phenomenal drivers. Yeah. I mean, great picks. Scotty was using I the was G400. I was thinking about the launcher comp. Yeah, but I think I'm going to go with the Ping G400 just so I could bring this up. Pretty much all the players who weren't on contract dabbled in a Ping. Tommy Fleetwood dabbled in the Ping. Scotty Scheffler actually used the Ping before he signed with TaylorMade. Patrick Reed won the Masters with the Ping G400, still uses it. Gary Woodland won the U.S. Open with the Ping G410. Uh, Jason Duffner was using Ping G400 before he got signed with Cobra. All of these players used the Ping G400. Whoever wasn't on contract, they all used it. It was an incredible driver. And before that, Ping was kind of not taken seriously as a driving company unless you were on their staff. And so that kind of put him on the map. That definitely changed Ping's course of history for drivers yeah without a doubt yeah, yeah. go so, to go to your local golf shop you won't find one yeah so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna continuously go with significance i think the ping g400 is extremely significant 
Kyle, your last pick. Well, first, I would agree with that take on the Ping G400. I actually personally had one. So, player that wasn't on contract as well. (laughs) 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 Okay, I'm trying to look up the exact driver that this is. I believe it's the King Cobra S9. S9, Josh. Did you like the Pro D or the Pro S? Whichever one was was deeper and the The poor one. Dude, their fairway woods were banging too back then. Tiny. Tiny. And they made a little tink, which I kind of liked. Peak Camilo. Yes. Peak Camilo. Peak Peak Camilo. Except I hit it double the apex Camilo did. (laughs) And half the distance. Camilo hit it really low. He used up to like a six hybrid at one point. Just found it. Cobra S9. S9. Bro D had the Cobra dimples when they used to do that. Yeah, and the Cobra dimples. That's right. But the Cobra drivers now are actually fantastic. Yeah, they are. You actually hit them. The Aerojet's actually good. Really good. Yeah, all of them like are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Nico. All right, with my final pick, I am going with the. Are you gonna take the launcher comp? No, I'm gonna go Ping G10. Okay. Ping G10. That driver was goaded. I used that in high my senior year high school. Yeah, it felt so good. Great shape. G10. G10. I heard 410. No, no, G10. Okay, yeah, okay. G10. Lee Westwood used that forever. It was orange one. The orange, orange one. Yes. Orange one. The shape, one was, shape, was, shape was really good. Was for, good too. It had that little half moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. half moon. Yeah, for that a 460 was, head, that thing so had a good. great shape. Just the face felt so good. G, uh, G5 is the blue one. G2 yeah, that is also was a good one too. G5's blue G5 was a good one. Well, yeah, the G10 was definitely good. Yeah. All right. Let's go through our picks. We'll start with you, Austin. Great pick, by the way. That was a good category. I had like a hundred picks in my head, but <laughs> first pick for me was R one or shit. What was it? R one. Yeah. yeah R one tour issue. Looked like a F one racing car. Pick number two, R seven super quad black head, two eighty two head tour issue. And then my final pick was any Callaway triple diamond head that they've made to date. Uh, they're, they're all beautiful. And mine are number one. Uh, any title is 905 series, 905T, 905S, 905R. I was an S and R guy. And for my second pick, I picked the Callaway FT9 Tour Authentic is what it's called. That's what it was called. The FT9TA Tour Authentic, which then ended up becoming the FT Tour. But I'm going to specifically go with the FT9 Tour Authentic so you boys can look it up. It looks, it looks amazing. And then my last pick, I was between the Cleveland Launcher and the Ping G400, but the Ping G400 changed... The game. Everyone on tour who was not of staff used it, so I'm going to go with that one. The Ping G400. I like those. All right. My top three drivers of all time. Nike VR Limited with the red stripe on the bottom. The thing just looked, sounded, felt amazing. Number two, the SLDR driver from TaylorMade, specifically the Japanese model. It had a gray-black finish, and it felt a lot softer off the face. It was amazing. My third pick is the Cobra S9. Just one for the folks at home. S91 Pro D. S91 Pro D. Just makes you feel good. <laughs> Hit the shit out of that thing when I was a kid. All of like 245. And it came with like a fake yellow Speeder 757. Yes. That we were convinced was real. Yes. Yeah, good picks. All right, for my three top drivers of all time, I went with the new TSR line, Titleist. Um, and what was my second pick? My second pick was the 2017 M 
one. And then my third pick was the Ping G10. Good pick. Well, <laughs> that was the leaderboard. Thank you guys. We'll see you guys next time.